It's Monday. It's 10 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. My name is Tim Harris. I am pastor at Woodburn Baptist Church, South Central Kentucky. We call this Tim with Tim. Each day, Monday through Friday, we go verse by verse through the Word of God together. We've been doing this for several years since the pandemic, and uh, we're still at it. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this. We're finishing the book of, we're finishing the book of Isaiah today. We've been in Isaiah a long time, a long, 66 chapters, and we're in chapter 66 today. And I think chapter 66 is really something remarkable. So let's talk about it and then talk about what comes next. Uh, Isaiah chapter 66, um, uh, where we left off on Friday, chapter 65, you know, ends with this picture of a new heaven and a new earth, the promise of God. And then the last verse in those days, no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. No one will hurt or be hurt. Some translations say, I, the Lord, have spoken. No one will hurt or be destroyed. Do you see a problem with that? Well, the problem I see with that is just simply, if nobody's going to you know, hurt or be hurt, what are you going to do with all the people who like to create pain and destruction? You know, and that is always the issue when it comes to these promises of salvation, promises of restoration. Um, I remember when I was young, I was graduating high school and a parent of a friend of mine. And I loved this. I loved this friend's mom. She was wonderful. I hung out at her house all the time. She encouraged my artwork. She encouraged me in everything I did. And then one day. Uh, she said, uh, Tim, what are you going to do when you graduate You know, high school? And I said, well, I, I really feel like I'm called to be a minister. And she looked at me, and then she said, you know, heck, Tim. Oh, she didn't say heck. <laughs> heck, Tim, uh, don't you know the whole world don't want to be saved? You know? And uh, uh, I guess that's the only discouraging thing she ever said to me, but she discouraged me in ministry for that. Don't you know the whole world don't want to be saved? And the truth is... Yeah, I know that, um, and it's a true thing, and she said the truth. Um, the whole world don't want to be saved, and that is something of, you know, a biblical dilemma because God wants everyone to be saved. God, you know, wants everyone to turn to repentance, you know, and, and that no one would be, you know, condemned. Uh, God wants everyone to be saved. That's clear. God so loved the world, you know? God wants everybody to be saved, but not everybody wants to be saved. Not everybody will be saved. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the bottom line. There are two choices, you know, given you can, you can go with God or you can rebel against God. You can choose heaven. Uh, and like I say, there are two choices, so there must be two destinations. You can't have heaven without hell. You can't have the salvation without judgment that goes with it. Because like I say, you can't have a place where there is no uh, hurt, or destruction unless you once and for all rid creation of all of those, all the ones who do nothing but hurt and destroy others. You understand what I'm saying? And so this is the promise. In Isaiah chapter 66, this is good news. Again, for us, it's like, oh my goodness, that sounds so harsh. And it is harsh. But if you were the victim, if you were underneath Babylon's boot, you know, for all this time, if you'd seen what they did to Jerusalem, if you'd seen the way they destroyed the temple, if you'd seen all of that, you would be saying, God, where are you? Why don't you do something? 
Remember after 9-11 in the United States when people were saying, where is God? You know, why does it, where is God when terrorists are flying planes into buildings? You know, I mean, you know, we all feel this sense of there's got to be justice somewhere. It looks like the wicked just do wicked and never get what's coming to them. And Isaiah chapter 66 is one of those places in scripture that reminds you, oh, no, no, God's justice is perfect. If it looks like people just sin and get away with it, you haven't seen the end yet. You haven't seen how this thing turns out. You understand? And so chapter 66 ends the book of Isaiah with this beautiful picture of God's perfect, God's perfect ultimate justice. Uh, if you've been with me the whole time, uh, like me, you may appreciate how Isaiah chapter 66, it just sort of ends the book perfectly for one thing, it picks up that theme of true worship that Isaiah starts with in chapter one. You know, I will bless those who have humble and contrite hearts who tremble at my word, but those who choose their own ways, delighting in their detestable sins, will not have their offerings accepted. When such people sacrifice a bull, it's no better if they sacrificed a dog. I mean, and on and on it goes. Uh, again, true worship. Well, what is acceptable worship? Well, you can't live like hell and then come in my temple and worship me and, and think that that makes everything okay. You know, the, the old preachers used to say, it's not how high you jump in church on Sunday. It's how straight you walk on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know? And so uh, Isaiah returns to this theme of true worship, acceptable worship and sacrifices and I love it. I will send them great trouble, all the things they feared. For when I called, they did not answer. When I spoke, they did not listen. They deliberately sinned before my very eyes, the Lord says. And so the, 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 the uh, oracle just continues. Hear this message from the Lord, all you who tremble at his words. Your own people have hated you. You know, it's not just Babylon. It's not just, you know, all the foreign, wicked, pagan countries you know, the, the painful thing in the book of Isaiah, and then sometimes in our own world, is that Christians can sometimes be discouraged, can be persecuted, can be otherwise, you know, oppressed by people that ought to be with us. You know, I remind you that the lady who said, you know, hey, Tim, the whole world don't want to be saved. You know, the lady who was so discouraging to me, talking about going to the ministry, I mean, that woman went to church every Sunday. You know, in our own congregation, when young people, you know, often say they want to pursue ministry, it's often their parents who are discouraging. They'll just, you know, want to say, you know, son, don't you know that there's no money in that? You're going to live like a preacher, you, you know, your whole life, and that's never going to be any money, you, you know. <laughs> well, amen to that. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the pain of 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 that. You know, your own people, the people who should be with you, the people who should get it, who should be encouraging. No, you know, and that was a dilemma, you know, that when the remnant began to return, not everybody even wanted to come back. And then, you know, those who returned, not, not all of them even sought the Lord. It's this incredible way. We, we talked about this last week where the, you got, you know, good grapes and bad grapes on the same cluster. You got wheat and weeds going in the same field. I mean, and only God can separate that out. 
And so Isaiah chapter 66 ends with this mighty promise that God in the end will separate all of this out. God and God alone can do this, and he promises that he will. Verse 15, see the Lord is coming with fire. His swift chariots roar like a whirlwind. He will bring punishment with the fury of his anger and the flaming fire of his hot rebuke. The Lord will punish the world by fire and by his sword. He will judge the earth. Um, I, I know that sounds ferocious and fearsome, but I remind you, it is good news when you are suffering. It's good news when your enemies have always seemed to have the victory. It's good news when the wicked just continue to do wicked and nobody seems to ever hold them to account. You know, Isaiah chapter 66 is here to remind you, as God says in verse 18, I can see what they're doing and I know what they're thinking, you know. God is going to come. God is going to settle every single account. And you understand in that, that means he's going to settle your account too. He knows what you're doing. He knows what you're thinking. I just, as I say, I think it's amazing in these final words of the prophet Isaiah. As surely as my new heavens and new earth will remain, so you will always be my people with a name that will never disappear, says the Lord. I love that. Verse 23 is beautiful. All humanity will come to worship me from week to week and from month to month. Verse 24 is the last verse in the book of Isaiah, and it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's awful. And as they go out, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me, for the worms that devour them will never die. The fire that burns them will never go out. All who pass by will view them with utter horror. The final words of Isaiah are utter horror. <laughs> I mean, literally, those are the final words of the book of Isaiah, utter horror. It's a picture of hell, and it's amazing. You don't see that in the Old Testament very often, but you see it here. Verse 24 was considered such a sour note to end on that in Jewish worship, they would often uh, you know, like include a note that said, hey, go back and repeat verse 23. Let, let it end on verses. So they would read verse 24, but then they would repeat verse 23 so they could say one more time, all humanity will come to worship me from week to week and from month. I mean, they would rather end on that than utter horror, the worm that never dies, a fire that never goes out. But uh, that's the reality, y'all. Like I said, you can't have a new heaven and a new earth. You can't have heaven without hell. Um, God doesn't want anyone to perish. God wants everybody to come to salvation. God wants everybody to be saved. But like my friend's mama said to me all those years ago, not everybody wants to be saved. Um, so uh, there's got to be a place for them to go. Hell is a place for those who uh, refuse heaven, and, and that is the truth. Uh, it's a harsh truth, but it's the truth, uh, according to the prophet Isaiah. All right, we did it. That's it, y'all. We just finished the book of Isaiah. Way to go. 66 chapters. All right, I'm going to go easy on you people next couple of days. Since it took us, like, most of our lives <laughs> to finish the book of Isaiah, let's just hit a couple of little books and just knock them out a day at a time. So for tomorrow, the entire book of Jude, New Testament, last Second to the last book, Jude Revelation, okay? So go all the way to the end of the New Testament, the book of Jude. It's going to be one page. Read it. We're going to do one book, one day. That's tomorrow at 10 o'clock for, uh, for Tim with Tim. I love you guys so much. Listen, thank you for the book of Isaiah. I mean, I know it didn't come from you, but this study time was with you, and I feel like we've shared something really beautiful and important. And uh, I've grown, and the Lord has fed me in his word in the book of Isaiah. I kind of went in with a little trepidation, just knowing how long it would be and how repetitious some of the chapters are. 
but it's been good, you all. It's been really, really good. And I, and I thank you for being uh, my uh, partners along the way. Uh, so I'll see you in the morning. Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. I'll see you in the book of Jude, all right? So have a good Monday.